What's going on, party people of the internet all and all over the world? Because apparently we have uh, people internationally watching us now. Welcome, welcome. Uh, as always, it's your boy Freezy back at it again with another episode of Fresh Out the Bay, aka the Fobcast Podcast. And as always, I've got my co-host uh, Ari Promono. Oh my god, I just realized the overlay's wrong again. <laughs> Wait, uh, it's, yeah, it's you're, fine. you're, we, we're, we're, we're rolling with it. We're we rolling with, with it? it. Okay, so oh, as always. <laughs> Oh man! Wait, we fixed it earlier though. I don't know why. Well, no, because Indo left. Remember? Oh, sorry. That's what you meant. Okay, it's, it's well... okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck no. Okay, you know, whatever. Like, I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with it. I guess. Oh well. Well, anyway, um, along with my co-host Ari, aka Inda, for today, and we've brought back our special guest from last week, uh, Inda Gunawan. If you guys don't remember, she's Ari Promona <laughs> for the day. Gunawan, fucking... Gu- Gunawan, Gunawan, whatever, bro. <laughs> so, I'm... Way, as long as it's not India. <laughs> There's something. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom says, Selamat pagi dari Jakarta. Hi, mom. Thank you for the stars. I really appreciate it. So um, real quick before we get the show started, um, I just want to do a really, really quick and big thank you to all of you guys who have been supporting us from the very beginning. Or if you're like a new a new fan, we got Trisha back in the chat again. She said, I woke up for this. Badut Inda, you better entertain. <laughs> so we want to say a huge thank you because um, recently we have just been um, accepted into Facebook's Level Up program. And basically what that happens, or because of that, what happens is you can actually donate to the show now in the form of stars. If you can see in the chat, um, my mom actually sent 400 stars. Thank you so much, mom. I appreciate it. That's, that's dinner money. That's, that's dinner, dinner money. money right Hell there. yeah, it is. So basically, um, you'll see at the bottom of the chat box, there's like a little stars emoji. And um, basically, if you send stars, one star, I think it's like one cent, um, you're basically donating to the show. So if you are enjoying this and you watch this every week or if you just, you know, are trying to support some broke ass people in San Francisco, then, hey, send some stars our way. We would really appreciate it. Um, Basically, what we're using the stars for is literally to make the show better. That goes into like um, buying new microphones, cameras, even maybe a backdrop, or maybe we'll drop some merch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're um, I'm kind of jobless right now, so it's hard for me to for, for me to fund the show or for any of us really. So we kind of wanted to use uh, these stars to do that. So if you guys want to donate and like you know contribute to the cause, we'd really appreciate it. But anyway, with that being said, how are you guys doing? Welcome back to the show, Inda. How are you feeling? <laughs> You. Thank you for having me back. Feeling good. Of course. Um, way too early for this, but it's totally fine. It's Time all good. <laughs> it's all good. What time is it over there? Is it like uh, 10, 11? Uh, 10 a.m., but obviously, like, this space requires work, and so I had to wake up at, like, 6 a.m. to, like, shower and, like, do everything and then do my hair. And just... Yeah, it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> she said this face takes a lot of effort. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what about you, Ari? How's your day been going? Uh, well, I had work uh, this morning and almost died of boredom and then i got home <laughs> and now i'm here <laughs> so. well, I ari love this shirt thank you thank you <laughs> peace love <not> <laughs> yeah that's sick would you well, so for those of you who don't know actually so last week we kind of um, started off the conversation talking about what was your favorite like ethnic or indo food um mine is actually nasi goreng and if you like read ari's shirt it says peace love and nasi goreng which is essentially just fried rice uh what do you guys what are you guys' favorite food i gotta tell you man uh ever since that um bbc video dropped of egg fried rice i've been <laughs> I've been on the egg fried rice team, you know. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was like really cringy. <laughs> but horrible. I don't know 
viewers, like if you guys have like watched the video as like, let, let us know down in the comments, like what you think of the video. I was like actually like cringing at like how the woman was making it. I was like, this is wrong. Do you wash your rice before or after you cook it? Let's hear some thoughts. <laughs> There, there is, I, I, I usually say there is not a wrong answer, but in this case, there kind of is a wrong answer. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not really one to judge. I shouldn't really be one to judge because I – should I be saying this on stream? Ah, fuck it. I just learned how to, like, cook rice, like, a year ago. <laughs> uh? You say what now? And, and I don't even use a rice cooker. Like I actually, like, put the rice, like, in the pot and shit. Yeah, I know. I'm a fake Asian. Okay. <laughs> I'm a fake Asian. Hey, don't make fun. Uh, mm -mm. Don't make that face on me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yo, we're already getting some. Yo, Trisha, thank you for the thirty stars and drone, drone, drone. <laughs> thank you for the thirty stars. I really appreciate it. John, hi, what's up? Uh, Aditya says namaste. <laughs> um, my man's pulling through. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's back in the chat. Hey, what's up? She says always, always wash your rice before until the water is clear, and she said that in all caps. <laughs> And don't forget the finger trick. Yes. Yes. yes finger trick. <laughs> if you if you use a measuring cup, you're doing it wrong. But you have to. But you have to like wash your hands before you. I hope we don't have to say that. But like, please wash your hands before you put the fucking your fucking finger in the. Anyway, because you never know nowadays. You know what I mean? I feel like not not everybody has uh what's it called um common sense. I feel like, and I me included, right? So, <laughs> Trisha Freezy, what the fuck? Excuse me. Listen. All right, <laughs> I have to learn everything on my own, and sometimes I just get a little bit busy, and I don't always have time to learn. Sometimes to learn. he just orders the rice from KFC, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and you know what? Maybe this is a good segue into the whole third culture kid thing, right? Because, because like me, like being grown like here, like I, like I kind of like grew up without my parents a little bit, right? Because they're they're back home in Jakarta, so I didn't really. I don't know. It never crossed my mind like, yo, I should like look up how to like cook rice because I just didn't. I don't know why. Like I always. Cook, what did I, you cook? I cook ramen. I could. I like made like chicken sandwiches. Like I made salad, um, and like uh, I learned how to cook um, beef stroganoff. That was like the first like cool okay cool dish. Look at you. I, look at but you. it was like you know hamburger helper. You feel me? <laughs> so it wasn't even like a real dish. <laughs> but do you, have you guys like uh, were you guys taught how to like cook your like ethnic food? Like Indo food, me goreng doesn't uh, count. Okay, I'm be I'm be real with you. Uh, in the states, we have preseason packets, right? Wow. So they have like sota ayam, uh, or they have rendang. They have like all the different types. Like even gulai, you know. And all you do is you just like you take a protein, whatever you choose. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you know, you salt it. Fry it with oil, add the packet so that the meat gets covered and fried in it, and then you just add water and you're done. Um, huh. okay. And I mean, I, I guess that's kind of like, cooking. Does the, does the taste, like, is it worth? Like I think it's good. So so my opinion is it's better than nothing. It's, it's definitely better than just not having Indonesian food in general. Mm. Um, and because a lot of Indonesian restaurants around here are like closing down and they're not readily available True. you know that makes it tough True. and then uh, i shouldn't be saying this but even the secret underground ring of like indonesian caterers in the bay area you know sometimes um secret underground ring. i'm not i'm not even joking <laughs> there is like a secret underground like black market catering business yeah um but the food's good yeah and oh, yeah. if i compare black market catering to seasoning packet, I get a supermarket. 
they're they're both good yeah they're, they're both, both really have, good they're both pretty good yo thank you so much oh my gosh so much support john mother sending in 400 stars trisha is sending in 350 stars oh my god john just sending in 200 more thank you so much for supporting the show we really appreciate it wow i'm feeling the love right now <laughs> Well, anyway, okay, so let's um, hop on to our first topic of the day before we go on a little bit of <laughs> too far of a tangent. Um, so, and if for those of you in the chat who have experienced this as well, feel free to chime in. But have any of you ever been mistaken for being the wrong ethnicity before? I'd love to hear your stories. Who wants to go first? All the fucking time. Oh, yeah? you, you know what's so, fu- so funny, though? No, because, see, and it's one of those things like being an immigrant. It's like one of those confusing things because like I'm ethnically Chinese and my family is technically from China. It's just that I was born and raised here. And so you mm. kind of do on an ethnic level, I identify as Chinese, but on a national, more cultural level, I identify more as an Indonesian. Mm. And so when I go to the States and people look at me, they see an Asian face, right? They see an Eastern Asian face. And so yeah. they're kind of like, you know, the answer when they, whenever they ask me, like, where are you from? I know what kind of answers that they want to hear because they're yeah. looking at, they want to hear Chinese. Japanese, Korean, maybe like Vietnamese. And I, oh my gosh, I always get Vietnamese. Actually, <laughs> funny story. So one of my uh, best friends from um, college, her name's Michelle, and she's Vietnamese and I'm ethnically Chinese. Mm. And we always get our ethnicities like switched. And so like people tend to think that she's Chinese. My mom thought she was Cantonese. Mm. Um, and everyone always thinks that I'm the Vietnamese one. <laughs> That's interesting. I actually don't even know what I would think you are like outside of like the fact that I know that you're Indo to be honest. But also like, it's so interesting. And like, this is more of like a me thing or kind of like a girl thing. If you're a girl like me that wears a lot of makeup in general that, to the point where it's like, you're kind of in, like, <laughs> <I'm just> thinking, <laughs> like you can't, like you look so different like when you're a bare face versus like when you have like you know the full glam on yeah and so i the answers that i get when i'm bare face and when i have like this full face on is like so 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 different i have gone mm. latina like wow before. i've also well more on me later ari what about you uh well i in <laughs> well. college i was actually mistaken uh as mexican by a classmate who was from wow. vietnam but oh wow! I guess I, I guess you know I give her the pass because I don't know maybe she, she was like it was like her very first time in the United States. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, he's. I mean, I actually have been mistaken for Filipino, Chinese, Taiwanese. Um, and actually, one time, one time, uh, my brother, and my dad, we were in Jogja. We were in Jogja, okay. and yeah. these I think like these two Indonesian people, folks. Mm-hmm. They actually wanted to take a photo with both of them because they thought they were Taiwanese. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought it was so interesting. Like, are they celebrities? Like, or, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I, I well, go ahead. <laughs> or was that? No, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, because it, it's funny because, oh, and, and John just said it in the chat. Oh, my freezy is Filipino. Ha ha ha. Yeah. So back in Orlando, like back in UCF, literally everyone and their mom literally thought I was Filipino for whatever reason. I guess I kind of have that look. Maybe like I'm a little bit darker skinned. I mean, I know I look a little bit like lighter now, but that's honestly because of my softbox light. But in reality, like I'm actually like quite dark in person. And there were several times like it's like I joined the Filipino Student Association at UCF. And that's what really got people thinking that I was like Filipino or something because I like became an officer and like all that shit. I was all at every meeting. But then like the funny part is I went to whoa. <laughs> there's a sound now did you guys hear that oh you didn't hear that uh no, reason 100 stars thank you but anyway uh, so um i went to walmart 
and the cashier register um what's it called the cashier register was filipina and i go in there and then like she's checking out my stuff and then she was like hi um sorry are you filipino and then i was like oh no sorry i'm not and she's like oh um what are you and i'm like oh i'm indonesian and she's like oh are you sure and i'm like what <laughs> what are you what is that supposed to be are, are, yes i'm pretty sure that i was born in jakarta and she's like oh no 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 i i think you have to like like go check your birth certificate or something just to make sure and i'm like <laughs> like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean and then what's no, even better she just really wanted to make a filipino friend that day she yeah, really apparently just to. <laughs> apparently but then I like to adopt you like no you're you're part of us now yeah <laughs> part of, part of us now i guess like I, I feel like when someone guesses me as a filipino i'm i i would be less like offended obviously like, I, I mean i shouldn't be offended at all right but like it's, it's better than being like already japanese i'm like bro that does, that's not even close <laughs> and like well, i remember one time i was in an uber in oakland oh man i will never forget this but the dude i could tell that he was filipino because like filipinos in the bay area especially oakland they're just like they're just bred different they're really cool and, <laughs> and he and we were like we were like chopping it up in the car and then he drops me at the bar station and he's like hey bro like i was trying to like ask you this earlier but like are you filipino and i was like nah fam i'm not i'm indonesian and he's like oh bro like we're basically like neighbors bro you're basically like my brother and i was like thanks die <laughs> and then he like and then he like he goes hey you want to hit and he takes out like a, a pen like a cart <laughs> and i'm like what <laughs> He's like, yeah, bro. I just like, oh, um, I got, I got my cousin or, or something like my my boy or whatever. Like he he's uh he makes carts or whatever. So if you ever need something, like, hit me up. And I'm like, hit you up on what Uber? Like, <laughs> dude, but, he just wanted your number. I guess, yeah. No, but like he 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 was cool though. He was cool. He he was like the only Uber that I've actually ever rated like five stars. Cause like sometimes like I just don't think to like rate drivers. But that mm -hmm. guy. <laughs> got me there on time good conversation and gave me weed for free <laughs> i want to i want to ask mom. you i want to i want to ask you folks a question <laughs> sorry mom i want to ask you both a question yeah do you think uh when people want to play the game of like guess my ethnicity or can i guess your ethnicity mm. do you think that like they have a right to play that guessing game do you think that they have a right to know what our ethnicity is or what our nationality is is that something that's supposed to be privileged information no i mean well what were you say i feel like it depends on the context because i have definitely like you can sometimes tell the the vibe that they're coming in with like you can yeah. tell their Right. So it really depends on the context. If I'm getting to know someone like, you know, let's say like I'm making a new friend and it's like, of course, like, you know, what's your cultural background? What's your ethnicity? Like, that's a valid question because we're trying to build, we're trying to establish a relationship here. But then like there are other times where literally random strangers, like in, in scenarios, like in context that my ethnicity or my nationality would not even matter. And they come up to me and they're like, so what, what are you? Are you Japanese? Are you Vietnamese? And it's like, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, it's just weird because it's like, you know in this context like you don't kind of like you don't even need to know and like i get it like some people are just curious and i guess they're not cognizant enough of how like <laughs> like well yeah they're not aware enough of how like sometimes it can come off as a microaggression in yeah, a way yeah, yeah. um which is no that's a very interesting thing like to because to an extent it's like yeah you what what business is it to you yeah um yeah and it's like why are you entitled why are you entitled to to sort of like know where i'm like yeah 
kind of know those things, you know? Yeah. I'm going to hit the chat real quick. John Mildner says, people are curious and race is super uncomfortable for a lot of people. So maybe maybe not everyone knows like how to ask the question the right way. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like some people are genuinely curious about where like you're ethnically from for because like maybe some people just want it as like a source of like relation like oh like i've like uh i don't know like i've been there or oh i'm indonesian too or whatever just because they're curious right but then you do have some people that i feel like i mean i'm not to say that it's wrong that you're curious but sometimes it's like oh yeah uh, i know a friend like that that lives there it's like oh cool like what am I yeah. supposed to do with that information? <laughs> it's like if I would ask a like a white person, like, oh, like where where are you from? Like, oh, I'm American. Like, oh no, but like, where are you really from? You know what I mean? It's like weird, weird. Like, oh, Italian. Oh, dude, like I like pasta too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> like, I, like you know what I mean? It's it's like oh, I love me goreng. It's like or Indomie. It's like oh dope <laughs> it's like <laughs> like sometimes it's just like i don't really know how to end like, how to, like i think respond. people want the participation award to feel like they they know yeah they're like your, your ethnicity or your culture <laughs> you know they yeah. want to feel like i i'm cultured i know what stereotype you guys live by i know what you guys are known <laughs> for mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> i'm gonna scroll back real quick because i kind of missed a few things um john Mahler also said i was in korea and <laughs> i was in korean i was in korea and the guy in the restaurant came up and started talking chinese to me i'm korean american and i'm a big guy and kind of dark so i get ha- hawaiian sometimes too <laughs> Trisha <laughs> called you barutnis uh <laughs> And she also says, interestingly, interestingly, Filipinos rarely think I'm Filipino, even though I am. But she gets Indonesian and Malaysian. Oh, that's really interesting. I think the one that's really far fetched that I've ever gotten was Mexican. And the funny thing was that it was it wasn't just from like a it was from a Mexican mom. It was in high school, and like I had a friend, um, I had a friend in marching band that I was just taking home right from like practice or whatever. And then um, she's Mexican, and then like her mom comes up to the driveway to thank me and stuff. But she literally came up and like didn't even ask me like like my name or like where i was from but she just immediately started like saying thank you in spanish and just kept kept going for like 10 seconds and then i didn't want to interrupt her (laughs) so at the end i was like i don't speak spanish (laughs) and she's like oh wait are you not mexican (laughs) and i was like no i'm indonesian and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry (laughs) but she was like super sweet about it so like i'm not you know i'm not gonna hold that against her um ariza my sister is in the chat and she says agreed with inda i would say it wasn't ever a huge deal but it's definitely a big deal once i move to a major city where everyone is from everywhere but it does annoy me when people ask me oh shit but it does annoy me when people ask me that and they say things like oh your english is so good or i've been to insert unrelated asian country or i know someone from insert unrelated asian country or even ask do you guys eat toxic meats in indonesia (laughs) damn my sister just went off (laughs) No, but that, that's true though. I feel like it's so it's so so, so freaking true, especially yeah. in this you know, like and yes, it's so true. Like like in especially major, um, big cities. Like like for me, I'm like from LA, and so like, LA is one of those um cities where you just have people from everywhere. And like I get mm. it. So it's like because there are so many different cult, uh, cultural and ethnic backgrounds. It's kind of like, you know, it's fine to be it's fine to be curious, but again, it's uh, I guess it just depends on the situation of like yeah. why are you, you know? Right, right. Sometimes it's like, I don't need my Uber driver to ask me, like, so, uh, where are you from? Like, are you Chinese? Are you Vietnamese? It's like, dude, just drop off the fucking location. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to talk to my Uber drivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm actually, this is kind of a tangent, but we're going to go with it. I actually like talking to my Uber drivers. So my, my favorite part about traveling 
is speaking with the Uber driver because they're my first point of con well, not point of contact, but like they're my first source of contact. John Mounder, thank you for the hundred stars. They're my first source of contact of someone who's like local in that city or that country, right? So when I first moved to San Francisco, like I was so excited. I hopped out of SFO, not LAX. Um, I got in the Uber and like I was like, ah. So, are you from here? <laughs> I was like so excited to ask. I was like, "Are you from here?" And they're like, "Yeah, I am." I'm like, "What's it like?" Because I this is like I'm just now moving here, and you're like you're the first person I'm talking to. So like, what's it like? And like, um, my first Uber driver I remember was from I want to say Cambodia. Fuck, I don't remember, but I want to say Cambodia or something. And he was telling me about like it was like the textbook like immigrant story of like back in the 80s and 90s right like he came here with little money in his pocket he came here like on a boat and like didn't know anyone but he just wanted to start a new life and now he has like a wife and like three kids and they're all going through college right now and they're like really happy and i'm like that just made me feel so happy to hear you know what i mean and then like he like found something here in san francisco and I, I forgot where I was going with that tangent, but I just love talking to Uber drivers because <laughs> like you because like I feel like no matter how much you read about wherever you're traveling, you will never get a more like, I don't know, like a more genuine source than someone who's like local from there, especially when like they're just like an everyday person. You know what I mean? Like if you hit up like publications and like journalists, like you never know if they have like some sort of bias of like what they tell you. Right. But if you get like a first person mm -hmm. testimony, I don't know. That's like my thing. <laughs> don't know where the fuck i was going with that but <laughs> let me check the chat okay newton he says for me my mistake in ethnicity people say i like vietnamese no i've actually never gotten vietnamese before i don't think but what are you like ethically newton what are you saying inda i get vietnamese all the time and then the second most common one japanese and so mm. this what like there have been times where they actually say konnichiwa to me and oh! i'm like <laughs> No, that, I don't know if that has happened to anyone. It's like, you know, like, it's like some random people, like, what they, like, guess your ethnicity. And then, like, what if you look, like, they think you're Chinese, but you're not Chinese. And then they mm. come up to you and say ni hao or something. I've also gotten that, too. I get Chinese, ni Japanese, hao. and Vietnamese. Oh, my God. And so, but I've gotten konnichiwa from random. And it's like, for some reason, always men. <laughs> I've gotten <laughs> it from random men, like, more than, more than once. Yeah. Yikes. I feel like that's, okay, so... Like, I feel like for guys, I feel like that's, like, their way of trying to, like... That's, like, that's a catcall. It's a racist yeah, catcall. Exactly. That's what it is. Like, it's, like, their way of, like, trying to start a conversation because they don't know, like, how else to... Uh, to... Wait. That's your fire alarm, bro? I think it's the kitchen. I'll be right back. Continue the conversation, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, um... Yeah, continue. Continue. Wait, what, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, yeah. No, they just like, it's always for men. Like, you know, sometimes like they look at me and then they come up to me and they're like, oh, konnichiwa or like ni hao. And I'm like, I'm not. Well, the ni hao is right because I'm Chinese, but it's also like, I'm kind of like, I'm not from China. So yeah. it's like, um, and it's just like, what the fuck? It's just one of those really uncomfortable um things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way I see it, I think that it's also assuming that an Asian presenting person doesn't speak english right yeah. i think that there's this assumption like oh this person might not understand english or i might get brownie points if i can speak or like relate to on some level to this asian person and to me it's just like bro like what what are you doing what, what are you doing what sorry what did i miss where are we at no we were just we were just <laughs> like we were just um talking about how you know people 
try to earn favor, right? Like mm. when they say like ni hao or kinichiwa to an Asian person to perhaps relate to them. On the other yeah. hand, there's this assumption that this Asian person probably doesn't speak English. Mm. Um, I remember this is my this is a story that my mom told me. Yeah, and she was like in Germany, right? Okay. This was back in the '70s, the '80s. She, you know, she knew German, right? Mm. But people would look at her and people would like talk about her in a very like xenophobic way, mm. and Damn. not understanding or not knowing that she knew what they were talking about. Oh, right. So it's just like this assumption that someone who's presenting in a particular way doesn't know the language and i think that another kind of extension of that is mm -hmm. we I, I would say like some people assume that because someone does not speak the same language as them they think that they're dumber than them they think mm -hmm. they are not as smart yeah and, and i think i like me mm. I don't obviously I don't agree with it, but I can like I guess I understand why that assumption comes in. But I feel like it's kind of up to that person to like know to not be that person to like assume that just because we like ethnically come from somewhere else doesn't mean that we're automatically like lower just because like you're and you're assuming that we don't speak English for whatever reason. And I see that there's an idea popping in Inda's head. Go for it. <laughs> She's like, <"Ay." laughs> jumping off of that though, have you guys ever been in a situation where they? do like because they look at you and like they can obviously like tell like you guys are of a different race of a different ethnicity do mm. you have you ever been in a situation where they assume your uh, level of command of the english language because for me that has happened so so incredibly often that i i'm like in the middle of writing about that in my book like mm. a little students book for my book <laughs> <laughs> right right i like i'm writing about it in my book right now and it's like every time i'm writing about it i'm like triggered you know because like <laughs> is coming back and just so so many times like and it's always it's funny for me um i get kind of like both ends where it's kind of like they so this one time for for a class this professor like for an uh for an essay assignment of mine mm. and he just telling like i was asking him like some questions about uh, the essay assignment and like just to clarify the instructions and everything and he sort of just assumed that I was my English wasn't that great and so he kind mm. of said um so you know in for help with your English you could go to the academic resource center on campus and they'll help you with like vocabulary and grammar and all that type of stuff and but it's like I've never expressed to you that I needed help with like my uh, English um, that's fucked up and so and then on the other side, and then on the other and then on the other side of that it's like when I do talk and like I demonstrate my English um, language skills everyone is always like literally it's always oh my gosh like you don't even have an accent it's like wow your english is so good and it's like yeah thanks you too <laughs> it's my first language like what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever been in a situation like that i know for uh, international like uh, that's a very common story for a lot of internationals um me personally i don't well hmm I guess not, or not that I can remember. Maybe when I was a kid, uh, like in elementary school, but I don't really remember like ever having to do that. I don't think I, I have been in this put in a situation where, because like my my current school, um, we have a lot of international students. Like I feel like half the fucking like student population is like international students. Um, there's been times when like a, a professor like 
thought that like there was a student that was next to me that was like struggling because she she didn't understand English as much and she just automatically was like hey like why don't you help her out because she knew, knew that I like spoke English well and I was like she never really expressed help <laughs> like, she never like asked yeah. you for help and like also this is kind of like off topic but like now that I have to like learn twice as hard just to like help somebody else just because you assume anyway but that's kind of like off topic um, let me hit the chat real quick because I see that a lot of people have their own stories as well. Andrea says, I get so annoyed by the knee house. One time I was with my sister and two boys said that to us. She blew up on them yelling. Oh, shit. She blew up on them yelling. We're not fucking Chinese. You censored. <laughs> this happened. <laughs> in the, this happened in the Netherlands. Ah, yes. The unsolicited advice and the suggestions. Yes. Agreed. Um, Ariza, my sister says, uh, 100% Ari. It's the constant perpetual foreigner slash we're never going to be American enough. <sighs> big yikes, big yikes, big yikes. The opposite thing actually happened to me in college, though. Really? Uh, yeah, so so I studied um, like creative writing and journalism mm -hmm. writing stuff in college, right? Mm -hmm. And in my dorm, there's this one girl who, um, she was from China. Okay. And she was studying like fashion design. And one day she just comes up to me and she's like hey can you help me with uh like my essay writing mm -hmm. and to me it's like oh yeah sure i mean and and it was a very uh i guess out of nowhere thing you know mm -hmm. i it was like something i never expected like um i never expected you know anyone to kind of ask me for any sort of like writing help or yeah or, uh, essay writing training i guess because you know, for me, I think being in being an Asian American who has studied the English language mm -hmm. uh, writing, it seems more like a testament of proving people wrong that that um, you know, just because I look a certain way doesn't mean that I can't like do something. That I suck at speaking <laughs> English because I'm Asian. I don't look yeah. white like a white American. You know. Yeah. I just feel like everyone kind of assumes that you're that like we're behind just because we're like in a new place kind of thing. And some of us aren't even like from somewhere else. Like Ari's literally from here. But like and I'm sure around here, like people kind of like I, I feel like at this time know that. But if you were to go to like back to where I, like South Carolina or something and you were and they're like, oh, where are you from? And you're like, oh, like San Francisco. And they're like, oh, like, but like, where are you really from? Like, they really just for some reason want to dig that out of you for what i'm actually from daily city but you've never heard of it <laughs> <laughs> oh where's that like what country is that in uh the united states of america <laughs> yeah i kind of like don't want to like answer like with indonesian like indonesia anymore i kind of want to just be like oh i'm from orlando oh where are you really from oh south carolina <laughs> Dude, honestly i um i want to ask you guys like mm. another question that's it's kind of related but since at the very least we're all us three are indonesian here um if you wanted i guess people who aren't indonesian coming from an outside perspective and you know when we tell them hey i like i'm ethnically indonesian or mm. i'm from indonesia what do you want them to think in their mind when when they think of indonesia like what is the singular uh. thing that you want indonesia to be known for on the world stage so i feel like Mm, uh, yeah, I feel like every ethnicity, every prominent like Asian kind of like uh, ethnicity in in America has like some sort of like I don't know uh, what what's the it's like it's their thing. Yeah, like their thing. Like for example, like for for like 
Korea, it would be like K-pop, right? For Filipinos, like there was like the whole like Swagapino era, where like everyone was like everyone wore snack snapbacks, and they were kind of like uh, they always like knew everyone knew how to play like, like ukulele, <laughs> uh, and like obviously like these are stereotypes, but like these stereotypes are kind of what people cling on to for identity, and like, I feel like as an Indonesian, like sure, like there, there's times when like stereotypes are bad, but in my case, I wish there was a stereotype that I could kind of like not aspire to be but to kind of like identify with you know what i mean that's like fucking cool so i think mine or or ours rather we should be like the derpy like comedians of asians because for those of you who don't know like there's something about the indonesian language like when you tell a joke like the instant like the delivery of the joke is very like uh what's i don't know it just sounds funny for some reason like and every and like everyone who's like an indonesian like they're just funny for some reason can you break it down for a non-indonesians in the chat it's like or like do an example uh gimana yeah how do you literally it's like people here in indonesia when you're speaking in indonesian it's so much not there's so much passion there's so much sass into it yeah in a sing in a single word, like I feel like when English, our tone changes, but not within the word itself. Like it mm, changes throughout the a sentence. Yeah. Indonesian, like sometimes, like the tone changes within the sing saying the single word itself. So it's like okay. I don't know, like if you're yeah. so I I yeah I have an oh she lagged oh no she's lagging oh no <laughs> oh wait she's back yeah she's back <laughs> we're good we're good we're good. Oh, wait, no, she's still lagging. Oh, wait, no, we're good. Okay, we're good. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I do have an example, though. Um, So, for example, when you want to call somebody stupid in, like, in English, it's just like, oh, you're stupid. Or, oh, you're a dumbass. But then in Indonesian, it was like, ah, go, go, block. <laughs> and, like, yeah. there's something, there's something yeah. about, like, the delivery of it and the intonation of it. It just sounds funny. I feel like in English, it's more so about, like, the meaning of it and like like the yeah like the secondhand meaning of it but in indonesian it could have a secondhand meaning but it's really more so the sound of it and because of that sound it gives like the characteristic of the language and the and like the person like more flavor there's something about it it's it's like the same yeah. thing as like when you say like oh dude like this food is so good versus oh like this food ini enak banget you know what i mean like it's like just, um when you're playing guitar it. it's like when you're playing guitar and you use your whammy bar it kind of just <laughs> You know, it kind of just makes what? the sound wavy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, going off of that, yeah. honestly, I would love it if Indonesians were known as great storytellers. People mm. who are people who are great at storytelling and being animated and being eccentric. Because yeah. I have grown up around you know like multiple indonesian families and i feel like all the all the all the indonesian men they're just so excited all the time they want to like pop off they want to tell their stories they um mm -hmm. they're always so energetic yeah for sure and i think i think that kind of like goes hand in hand and like tandem with one another right um and i think the good the good thing about that is that that's the person that it's kind of like in pop culture i guess it like is at the forefront of it is like rich brian and i feel like he himself is like a meme so i feel like <laughs> i feel like it's very on brand for him but that's also very on brand for the people who he's representing so hopefully maybe it'll catch on to the mainstream and maybe we'll actually have an, an identity as indonesian americans but that's i guess like a little far but we'll see where that goes um i uh, do john, john has a comment about uh 
you know, our, like us knowing the language, you know, would it be as funny if it was the only language we knew? Uh, does it sound funny in comparison to English? What do you, what do you guys think? I think, mm, I think it's still funny. Yeah. I feel like it's funny. Be- no, but I feel like it's funny because we have another language to kind of compare it to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Indonesian is the language that you know, then mm. to you it's like normal. But it's because I have, I, I'm able to compare it to say English. Then mm. it's like, you see the difference. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. I feel like, yeah, like I see kind of both because I feel like I feel like even without knowing English, that doesn't take away that it's funny. I just I but for me, I think yeah. I realized that it's funny <laughs> because like there mm-hmm. is another language to compare it to. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a little biased. I don't know. Maybe it's not funny. Mm. Maybe speaking <laughs> Indonesian is just naturally fun. It could be. It could be. You know, but let's, maybe uh, some languages are somehow associated with certain like connotations. You know? Yeah. So, um, kind of like segueing into uh mm-hmm. one of the topics that we got, like, uh, or main topics that we want to talk about on the screen that you see. Uh, and if you do relate to it, feel free to like comment down below as well. But do you get? Would you ever consider like moving back to your home country? Because, uh, like, whether you know, if you are someone that was born in like your previous, like in your um home country, and then you moved here, or you moved to Australia or Singapore or wherever you are right now. Or if you were even born in the States, like, have you ever considered just, like, actually going back and living with, like, where you're ethnically from or where your parents were ethnically from? What do you guys take on it? So, for me, actually, when I moved, when I first moved to the States for college, um, initially, my mom was like, so, you know, after college, like, what's, what's, what's your idea? And so, for me, my first plan was that, oh, I'll work in the States for maybe, like, about, you know, two three years at most and then mm. move back to Indonesia because I've always known that I could work in the States. Mm. I just don't want to live there permanently. I don't want mm. to, like, if I ever raise a family, I don't want to raise it in the States. Okay. Gotcha. And, but so that my plan was to stay in the States for at least a couple of years to just get work experience and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end of my college career, I was kind of like, well, when I was kind of like, okay, fuck this one, <laughs> it's too much work. It's too much. It's too much work. To stay in a country that doesn't even want you there. You know <laughs> well, I, mean? I wouldn't say the well, whole country doesn't want well, you well, here. Well, not the whole country, but it's like the OPT process. If like, I yeah. haven't even, I haven't really ever done the OPT process. But even from like hearing like from my friends that have done it and like have gone through it. It's so, it's so complicated. It's more complicated than it really needs to mm. be. And then also another, well, a personal reason for me is also because uh, I'm an only child to a single mom, and uh, it's like a lot of the big multinational corporations that if I want to work in LA, I, they have it in Jakarta. Why mm. be so far away from my mom when she's getting old and I should be taking care of her more? Why be uh, far away from my dog and he's also getting uh, old and I want to spend? <laughs> I gotcha. It's probably a lot of time away, uh, my time away from him, yeah. and so yeah, it's just it's one of those things. And like now, I'm actually like, yeah, I'm content with I'm content with um moving back here mm. permanently. And it's, you know, I, for people like me, definitely, like, I count my blessings in the fact that I have the resources in order to be able to go back to LA as frequently as I want to visit my right. friends there uh, and, and all of that type of stuff. So for me, even when I leave LA, I don't leave it for good. I'll always be back, you know, and that's like gotcha. the nice thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, well um, before I share mine, I, I do definitely have an answer as well. I'm going to read a few in the chat. 
Um, Trisha says, I did move back to my home country despite never living here in the first place. Oh, wow. Despite never living here in the first place. It was yeah. a decision I really pushed for because I wanted to get to know the Philippines more and never regretted it. Got it. So it was more so about like getting in touch with your roots kind of thing. That's awesome. Whereas like Indus, I'm assuming is like more so kind of like family based, right? You just want to be close to your family and stuff. Um, Henry yeah. Lin says, I have considered moving back to Taiwan to be in the military, but in all honesty, it's very much a patronage position, unlike in Israel, which discourages me. Home. But in the greater society, you become somewhat less. That's for being in the military, you become less? Huh. That's interesting. Um, Maria asks, What is the reason why you wouldn't want to raise your kids in the States? Um, I don't know if you, you did you already answer that or did you already want to Oh, the reason why I don't want to raise my kids in the States. I feel like a lot of it's actually very interesting because literally before we did this podcast, there was just um, Sean King on his Instagram. He posted mm. uh, a screenshot of the news. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's like the U.S. in terms of like out of 35 wealthy developed countries, it ranks 34th. So it's like it's one of the it's like the second worst country, like developed country to raise a family. Like there's a raising fa- really? there's a raising family index and so the u.s actually scores really low and i was reading that before we did this and i was like okay that's interesting my reasons have always been just um in terms of well thinking about education the education system in america i don't in my personal opinion and like from what i have sort of seen and understood it's not the best and Mm. i feel like you know if i'm going to be raising a child like they're better off having an education somewhere else um and then just I feel like environment oh like environment overall and like I mean there's kind of no denying that the U.S. is is a very hostile environment um Mm. not everywhere and like not all the time but it's just it's a very especially now I feel like right now it's a it's a very interesting time to be living in America that's that's definitely so um and of course like probably it's going to change like you know by the time like if when I have Mm -hmm. kids um but yeah, it's just I've never imagined I've never imagined raising a like raising a family in the states, and mm-hmm. also like culture plays into it too. Yeah. Like me want to get them close to their Indonesian and their Chinese yeah. roots. That is very that's a, that is a very interesting take though. I will I I will say that I do I do agree with a lot of your points, but like and I do agree that the education system isn't the best. And like it is a very interesting time that we live in America. But with all those things considered, I really don't think that me moving. I will not. Mm. <laughs> like as weird as like as I guess like bad of an education education system we have in America. I I from what I know, I don't believe. I don't. I wouldn't want my kids to be in Indo instead. Personally, maybe it's because I wasn't there. As, like when I didn't grow, grow up there, so I don't really have you know like a super like first person basis. But like from my experience there. Mm, I don't know. It's I, I definitely prefer being here, but it depends on where in America you are, kind of thing. I think because like you could you could live in like one state and another, and those are like two very different perspectives of America. And I think it's important to like for me to stay like somewhere that I would want to raise my kids. Um. So, but like to kind of bounce off of that, um, I have had the thought of like moving back to um my home country, but I think I where I stand right now is I want to do what's best for me in my career. And I feel like what's best for me in my career is to definitely stay here and in definitely like in this state or maybe New York. Um, I don't think I'll be staying in San Francisco for more than like the next year or two um, after I graduate. But I think that because, you know, being in entertainment and media, I have to either be in LA or New York. So those are going to be kind of like the two places that I'm kind of like bouncing off of. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, as weird as it is to be in America right now, I think it's the most important time in recent memory to be in America right now because at any given point, the world always looks towards this country for something, even if it's a negative thing, such as how we're dealing with this, like with this pandemic. Um, but I think it truly is a land of, of opportunity as well. And you could argue that like any other country has opportunities too, and I'm not taking it away from whatever countries you guys are from. However, um, every major city in America always has some sort of industry, but they're never only one. The United States isn't known for one thing, right? Like if, if you look at... Um, San Francisco, you have tech. If you look at LA, you have Hollywood. If you look at um, tourism, you have Orlando. If you look at, um, what's it called, politics, you have DC. If you look at like Broadway, finance, and a lot of other things in between, New York City. There's not a lot of countries in the world that like have all of those hubs in one country where it's like mm -hmm. so easily accessible just because you're an American kind of thing. There are other countries that are known for certain things, but like America is, like has so much to offer depending on where you're from. So... Mm -hmm. We have a lot to go, and I don't think that, like, America is, like, the self-proclaimed, like, best country in the world that it thinks that it is, because it's not. But it does have a lot of opportunities, and it has a lot of potential, and that's why I want to stay here, personally. Um, but, yeah. But then, but with that being said, I do miss being back home. I'm, I resent the fact that I'm very detached, like, from my family and my culture. So there's a lot of, like, drawbacks to it, right? But um, I have given it a lot of thought. And I feel like with all those things in mind, I think, I don't know. I think that I do want to, like, stay here. Even though I did just see my mom in the chat <laughs> say, if Donald Trump is reelected, you guys might consider going back to Asia. <laughs> um, yes. I want to add up to, <laughs> add up to uh, what you said about careers and um, opportunities. So hmm. for yes it is true like you want to move to a country like in terms of like focusing on your career you want to be somewhere where that place is the right fit for like the career that you want to go into mm. i think for me it's just it's convenient that like in terms of where i want to go in career in my career it's mostly flexible but like yeah. if i'm gonna like pinpoint it somewhere right now it's like finance and mm. like just entrepreneurship in, in general and entrepreneurship like it opens like a lot of like you know like you, i could go anywhere with that yeah um sure. and then so adding on to that um in the states when i was living there and a lot of people would ask me like you know are you going to move back or are you going to stay here and it's like everyone always expects me to say i'm going to stay here i'm going to mm. um i'm going to work here i'm going to like permanently live here i'm going to you know find an american man get married to him and get a house. <laughs> that's what they that's what they want that's i feel like sometimes that's they they expect to hear that maybe they want to hear that and then i tell them no, i'm going to go back home and i it's very interesting the response that i get mm. when i say that kind of kind of like whoa wait why um mm. actually there was this one time in one of my entrepreneurship classes uh this professor um this professor of mine i can't really remember what he said verbatim but it was just on the topic of like me after graduating like what am i what am i gonna do and then mm. he kind of said something along the lines of like and and then india like you know if you're if you're lucky then you'll be able to stay in this country and the, at that point it was kind of like but i've already I was, where is it? I, I was already at the point where i was kind of like but i'm content on like moving back and like why why is it that like it's lucky if I get to stay here and it's unfortunate when I like move, like move back. Yeah. Um, and also just a lot of, um, I feel a lot of people think that in order for you to make it big, you have to be in the States. You have yeah. to be in the yeah. you have to be Canada. You have right. to be in the Anglo sphere. Like you have yeah. to be in the Western countries and like, yes, they pay more, but like what I, I wish more people understood because I feel like people just think that 
again, it's like they're sold on the American dream, right? which is like a whole conversation of its own, like whether, mm. like whether or not that's actually real. Um, but opportunity is everywhere. And on the topic of career, actually, for what I want to do, I see a lot more opportunity for me to make it big time here in Indonesia yeah. than yeah. America, mm. which is also part of the reason why I want to move back. Mm. Um, and I know how to navigate the market here. I know how to navigate, like, you know, what people like here and all that type of stuff. Not that I don't know, like, in America, but obviously, like, me being, like, local in Indonesia and, like, having sort of, like, that local uh, cultural knowledge, like, it yeah. helps. And in general, I see an opportunity here and actually on the topic of indonesia we're one of i think the fastest growing if not like yeah i think we're like the fastest growing um economy in southeast asia actually so it's like there is a lot of opportunity here there's mm -hmm. a lot of opportunity everywhere but people are just sold on like so they cling on to like no i like i have to be in america i have yeah. to be in canada and it's like you don't have to yeah, I think it's so um, Trisha actually just put that in the chat. I was going to read that comment next. She said, this is a message I want to say to every international kid. Anglo country should not always be the goal for everyone. Like it kind of irritates me when people idolize places like the USA and belittle their own home country. To me, it just plays into colonial mentality. I definitely agree with that. I like this isn't like, especially with what I was saying earlier, this isn't for me to say that like you have to be here to succeed kind of thing. Like, no, because like, I feel like it's it's all about like knowing not only what you want. Well, it's all about like knowing what you want out of life and like what and who you aspire to be, right? So if your career doesn't only dwell or only dwell within like one country or one city and there's opportunities everywhere, fucking swing for the fences, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to be in Anglo countries just to have that opportunity. And like and if you do happen to go to one, that doesn't that also doesn't mean that you have to stay, right? You could always bring whatever you learned back. If anything, it's a good thing at least you kind of like have a mixture of like diversity and cultures in your head now and you have like a lot of things to um, pull inspiration from but that doesn't mean that you have to stay here and i do agree that it kind of like plays like the whole like colonial mindset um but i just know that for me like the reason that i want to stay here is because i want to essentially make a name for in indonesians in america as well but that doesn't mean that everyone has to aspire to be the same thing and i do hope that everyone is able to not always you know rely on this like i like idea of like the american dream or like what have you um, you don't have to like go into an Anglo country to be successful. So I hope that no one like thinks that. Um, this is kind of like segue to another topic, but um, Robin and I think everyone, people have been like having like a good conversation in the chat on their own. So let's bring it on here. Robin Kim asks, was there ever an experience you had where you were discriminated based on your cuisine? where someone judged your tastes in food because they weren't familiar with Asian foods. And John Mildner says, uh, oh, just, yeah, little kids be, being rice, bring rice and fish sauce to school for lunch and getting dirty looks and stuff. And he's like, precisely. <laughs> oh, my Go gosh. I, literally, I have a whole chapter in my book about cuisine. And ah. just like, and it talks about how a lot of the times when, like, homesickness for a lot of us manifests first through mm. missing food. But another part of what I talk is, you know, there's like a, like with cuisine also comes discrimination. Like I have mm. definitely, definitely been in that boat where kind of like I'm introducing a, an Indonesian cuisine to an American friend. And the response was like, ew, that's so gross. It's like, like you guys eat that and like all that type uh, of stuff. And it's like, yeah, they're missing not, out. Yeah. They're missing out, honestly, at that point. What about you, Ari? You know, Honestly, if somebody judges food in general, if someone is picky about food, um, it tells me that they're afraid of trying new things. And it tells me that they're stuck in a box. Yeah. You know, someone who is not willing to try things outside of their culture or try things that are 
I guess not that don't fall under their cultural hegemony. I, I think like those are the people that I want to help. Those are the people yeah. I want to like show what the rest of the world has to offer. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually think like food cuisine, it's one of the best ways to decolonize spaces and mm. bring countries that have been taken out of the mainstream to get put back, you know, yeah, that's to true. teach people, Hey, like this is, um, this is a food that has a lot of cultural importance. This is a food that's very popular. Give it a try, you know, try to have zero expectations or try to come at it with zero lens. Like don't wear it in your current lens. Take it off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's really bad that like we, you, you know, live in this like self-reclaimed kind of like society where it's like, Oh, it's like the melting pot of the world. Yet you're so like stuck in your own kind of little bubble that you're not willing to try like the different cultures that are actually here. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really, I honestly don't really get it. I, I want to say that I'm able to empathize with a lot of people, but I'm not really sure. Like I don't understand why people feel the need to like make fun of like ethnic kids, like for bringing like their own food. Like I just, it tastes yeah. probably tastes better than yours. No offense. You know what I mean? Like I remember like when I was like in first or second grade, like um, I, I brought, I don't know. I don't know if it was a rundang, but I brought something. And I guess like it, it like some, some of the kids didn't know like what the smell was. And they're like, oh, what is that? Like, they look at me, at me all weird. And I'm like, I'm sorry that I brought better food than a fucking hot dog. I, I have a story. <laughs> I have a story. So mm. um, at one of my jobs, I, w- I was like, um, I, I was demonstrating a grill. Mm. Uh, I was working retail and I was demonstrating a grill. And uh, my job was to, you know, grill foods and demonstrate, mm. right? And, you know, we usually do bacon, right? Mm. But one day I decided to bring Korean pork belly, right? like it's uncured you know all that stuff to me that smells amazing you know Mm, grilled pork belly amazing i think a lot of people would agree Mm. but one of my coworkers, as soon as she smelled the grilled pork belly she was like what is that like like this that smells like horrible so she told me to throw that away and just put regular bacon on and um you know to me it's like it's the same thing like, it's the same animal, it's the same protein. Sure, it's not cured, but just because, like, you have never smelled it or you've never experienced it doesn't mean that other people aren't going to recognize it. It's like, wow, like, that's great. I've never, I never would have thought that I'd smell pork belly walking into the store. <laughs> yeah. She was, I, she was white, by the way. Just <laughs> For me, um, my story is more, and, like, actually, when you think about it, it's not a lot of the times, too, it's not just what you eat, but how you eat, mm. right? Oh, and like this yeah. is relevant to the because we're Indonesian. In Indonesia, mm. we eat with our hands. Yeah, for sure. And so I have in this situation, and I lit—I literally, I was in. So, for those of you who are familiar with this restaurant, it's in—it's in Los Angeles. It's called Singpang Asia. It's an Ooh. Indonesian restaurant. Um, it, it, it does it, it gets the job done like for when i'm craving home food and like i'm really missing it and it's like a 15 minute away like it's mm. 15 minute away from my place like it's it's good but i was there and i was eating i can't remember what but some rice dish right and so like with rice and it's like in a you know bungkusan, like in the banana leaves and everything so like yeah you eat it with your hands and so like i was there and i was just there alone right because i was mm. um yeah i was just like really missing indonesian food and so i just went there alone mm. and uh, i was eating with my hands and like there was this table of like i'm not really sure like i can't say like you know like a table of white people like i don't know just like <laughs> not yeah but looking at me eating 
like what and it's just it felt so uncomfortable and it's like yo yeah. you're i <laughs> this is this is my home country's like restaurant you know like what are you like yeah <laughs> like if there's one place on this on like in, in this city that like i should be able to eat like this it's here so don't fucking judge me for it by the way so to relate to that sort of um the whole eating with our hands things um back when i was at ucf a lot of people i like were like oh that's a filipino thing why are you claiming that that is not a filipino thing that's like a general that is a very general southeast asian thing <laughs> or like indians also like they like to claim that like, like like I have had Indian friends like no that's an Indian thing I'm like we like, do that no, too. No, it's not. Like why? <laughs> and that's also that's almost like people like other Asians like and I'm not trying to call out other Asians like, I, like but like I feel like do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but some people but some people I feel like like the people that like cling on to like your own like little bubble kind of thing like you know you have the Americans but I feel like some like there are Asians out there that like like try to cling on to certain aspects of like culture that's like oh like, and they try to claim it as if it's like oh like, that's like an us thing and i'm like no <laughs> no it's yeah. not like I- chill <laughs> and like eating with like your a spoon and a fork apparently i'm like that's not i don't know whatever anyway let's hit the chat real quick <laughs> speaking of filipino food um jj says I, I remember bringing filipino food to school and i was being laughed at for eating that over pizza these kids are missing out but of course you wouldn't think that as a kid well, first of all, I'm really sorry that happened. Um, I, I, I understand like how like shitty it feels because like you're, we're just like kind of being kind of like isolated and alienated because of that. But honestly, at the end of the day, fuck them kids, bro. <laughs> Filipino food is good as fuck, man. Oh my god, hollow hollow. Ooh, <laughs> so good, so good. So don't worry about it. Like pizza's basic as fuck anyway. Um, let's see. Newton says, "I recalled back in third grade, I brought in a dumpling. I had some schoolmates over overreacted and make some gestures. That's fucked up." Trisha says, Pinoy pride, bitch. <laughs> Ariza says, that's how you eat Ethiopian food, too. It's truly a global thing, LOL. Yes, exactly. You heard that other Southeast Asian? <laughs> um, Henry Lin says, uh, I've noticed that people I went to Chinese school for years um, that are more literate than me and speak the language um, than me better or that, that speak the language better refuse to speak Chinese outside of the house. And it's pretty disappointing. And I wonder yeah. if these moments result from the environment that we're in. And I do agree with you. And I think that it is. Um, I feel like a lot of um, a, a lot of uh, countries tend to look up to America and they kind of like um, angelicize America in a way or whatever. They, they like look up to like this sort of country as if like you made it just because you're in this country. And uh, I guess like token of that is by being able to speak English. And I feel like a lot yeah. of people, yeah, a lot of people like tend to like just want to speak English as if to like to flaunt it. And I know this happens in a lot of countries, but it definitely happens in Indonesia yeah. as well. And oh, yeah, yeah. it's fucked up because I'm the opposite. I wish I could speak Indonesia now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I do hope that when I go back to Jakarta, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry to cut you off there. No, but I just this is so triggering for me because like literally here in Indonesia, like I grew up with a lot of kids, and like okay, look, I'm guilty of the two. Like there was a time in my life where I was an idiot, and I thought I was in like a dumb middle schooler, and I thought like you know it's so much, it's just so much more cooler to speak English and Indonesian, and it wasn't like yeah, my Indonesian like back then, especially like it wasn't great, but it's like that. It's not that I couldn't speak anything whatsoever, you know. Mm. Like so, even given the opportunity where like I knew how to communicate it in in Indonesian, mm-hmm. um, it's just I just preferred to speak in English because like at that time was an idiot and i my mentality was that english is so much cooler and then like yeah. you know thank god a lot of us like we grow, grow out of that and like we mature and we realize but that is a common 
mentality and yeah not just here in indonesia in a lot of other countries too it's just like yeah. it's so much it's considered so much better and it's like it's also tied it's tied a lot to prestige um it's tied a lot a lot to intellect yeah. like whether or not english you know yeah. which is which is true i guess because like there, there's jobs um that are out there that like require you to know how to speak english so maybe that's why like um like maybe maybe that's why if that makes sense like it, it, like if you know how to speak english like not maybe you live in like an anglo country or maybe you work in a very high ranking job and it requires you to speak english so like you're seen as higher but i feel bad whenever i go back to jakarta it's like i actually wish i could be speak bahasa but everywhere i go you'll hear me speaking english because that's the only like the only language that i know and I feel bad because I, I don't want mm -hmm. it to seem as if I'm like, oh, I'm posh. Yeah, I'm from America. Like, no, like, don't treat me any different, dude. I just want to feel like I'm Indonesian again. You know what I mean? Even when we go back to, like, family gatherings, yeah. like, very, very often, like, um, me and my sister very often get put on the spot. And, like, and, you know, not to say that it's a bad thing, but very often it's like, oh, itu anak yang, yang uh, what's it called? Like, itu anak Amerika, go say hi. I'm like, don't say hi to me because I'm, like, Indonesian-American. Say hi to me because I'm your cousin or I'm your whatever <laughs> or I'm your yeah. nephew or I'm your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting old. But, yeah, I just want to feel like I'm at home again. And sometimes, like, being put on the spot is, like, really weird. And I'm, I'm not going to, like, you know, I'm not going to – uh what's it called say that it's a bad thing to be put on the spot like that but at the same time it's like <sighs> no 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 <laughs> i think um for myself i don't want my worth to be totally um weighed in a through a western lens like i don't want myself to actually matter be important because i have an american passport or yeah. that i speak english or that i grew up in the united states because I think that invalidates the worth of a lot of places outside of the Anglosphere, right? Mm. Um, <clears throat> to basically like legitimize other countries that are not in the Western sphere of influence. I think yeah. that that is something that I feel, I feel like it is kind of like um, a moral obligation that mm. a lot of us have, you know, we are ambassadors of our, heritage ambassadors of our cultures and yeah we've kind of inherited um unwillingly so this this job mm. to to make sure that Carry we're represented that. yeah that's true wow that was very inspiring ari <laughs> we are the ambassadors of our country no, i'm just saying and man, we have like, taken uh, this role <laughs> listen, listen, listen. where we must carry on our culture if, if, if i'm a if i'm a dickhead and people find out i'm indonesian people are like oh uh, man indonesians are dicks they're they're rude they're they're they talk shit all the time mm, they're short mm. like i, I don't I can't, I can't <laughs> hey, be having them <laughs> i'm five six hey, i'm also five six hey okay. Man, you're short. You're 4'11. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't <laughs> listen here, little girl. <laughs> Don't try me on my show, alright? <laughs> so let's hit the chat real quick <laughs> before things get too spicy. <laughs> Robin Kim says, You always want what you don't have. The grass is greener on the other side. I wish I spoke more Korean than I do now. Same. And I'm learning by learning the history, the music, and the geopolitics of the region. Oh, you're better than I am. Um, I'm still slowly trying to learn Bahasa again. I've been like on this subtle Indonesian traits Discord. <laughs> Duolingo, let's go, <laughs> yeah, dude. They've Duolingo. Been, like, <laughs> they've been like teaching me like Indonesian because like a lot of them are still in uh, Indonesia. But yeah, no, I'm, but I'm really glad to hear that you're uh, getting in touch with your culture though. 
Evelyn says, uh, funny thing is, my brother told me not to speak English whenever we go outdoors in Indonesia. Oops. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I well, actually, I've been trying to do that. I have been trying to do that. And I, like, even as someone who's, like, from here, and, like, now I live here, like, I also have to do my part. Like, I am putting mm. in effort to learn more Indonesian because I am, admitting, admittedly, not the best. Yeah. And there's just so much more that I can learn. Um, mm. And I... Yeah, I have thought about that. Actually, very recently, I was thinking about that. Like, I really need to make a conscious effort in in public to not speak in English because I also have to understand there. It it not only like not only that it paints me in a certain light when yeah. people see like, oh this Asian you know this Asian girl and like she's probably from here but she's like mm. definitely like Western I think oh she speaks English and like it paints me in a certain light but it also like what I've come to find out is that it it triggers a lot of like emotions and people here too that i'm yeah. talking to because what i learned is that actually a lot of indonesians here and actually it's so interesting that indonesia when you think about it what indonesia and filipinos have in common i feel is this self it's this low self-esteem culture mm. and so i've i find out I, fi I found out that a lot of indonesians here when they encounter someone who speaks english fluently it's you know they kind of take that and they kind of like well, shit, like this person is so much better than me, like so much smarter. And like, you know, my English is, is not that great. And it just, they, I, I find out about that. And I, you know, unfortunately, I have never, I've, I've never considered that before, like how the people hearing me speaking in English would, would feel, especially mm -hmm. knowing like the level of prestige that like speaking in English has in this country. And not a lot of people have the resources and like the, you know, the capability to, to do that. And so that's why like, lately I've been making a very conscious effort. Like when I'm in public, like it, even small things like saying, yeah, um, but <laughs> like, you know, those like filler words, like that sometimes just like, I don't think about it and they just come out. Like yeah. I've been trying to just like, just, you know, instead of saying, um, like, I just be like, you know, like actually like, <laughs> the language yeah like, i feel very like, called out right now because i have a very bad habit of doing the exact same shit actually <laughs> well, yeah, but for you you live in like for you it's more understandable you know like mm. for, for you because you're actually you're actually like living in america for me it's like yeah i have lived in america but i am from here that's so. true that's true yeah it's worse it's worse for people like me <laughs> you, are you saying that I'm not from there? Are you saying that I'm chess, not just learn, just learn Dutch. <laughs> just, just learn Dutch. Just learn uh, some just random Dutch. ass language, you know? <laughs> well, I speak Spanish. Yeah. Or I'll say, just do that, you know? The one thing that I remember is um, hamburguesa, which means hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> la biblioteca. La bibli mm -hmm. Donde yeah. esta la biblioteca? <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's horrible why are we making it like, and we're gonna we, get canceled yo, we, we, we need to stop we need to cut this and we all need to eat dinner yeah we we will um if there's any spanish-speaking people out there we were completely joking i am so sorry please before you hit my fucking dms oh my god some like some some people are anyway that's cancel just another subject anyway moving forward uh it's just like wrap it up and like kind of read a few more things in the chat before we wrap up trisha says yeah in certain places in the philippines if you speak english you'll be singled out as like the elite or something and be more likely to be scammed etc yeah i've actually heard that from a lot of filipino friends actually where um mm -hmm. they they try to uh, like they try to kind of like um not only scam you but just like um come up like random people will come up to you in general to like see if they, they can like or you can like help them out kind of thing so that mm. I don't know. This never happened to me in Indonesia, but it's definitely like something that I'll keep in the back of my mind. Um, let's see. Da -da 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 -da. Robin says Dutch Even is so hard. Even here in Indonesia, they try 
tried to scam me as a foreigner. What's up? Even here in Indonesia, they try to scam me as a foreigner. Like, I know it. I oh, so Ooh. know it. <laughs> Trisha says, oh, girl, that's the most whitey accent of Spanish I've ever heard. I know. It was intentional. That's why I said hamburguesa. Come on, girl. <laughs> Hashtag canceled. Um, Ariza says, not Dutch. That's the language of our colonizers. Ari. <laughs> <laughs> big yikes, big yikes. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the show. I know we had one more topic, but we are cutting it like really, really long. So I'm really sorry that we never got to the point of Asian genitals. Perhaps we're going to do that on a part three and i'm gonna use this as kind of like a little plug for those of you who don't know we're gonna get an ana- well fuck Woo. take two <laughs> we're gonna announce it right now that we're gonna do a part three of this episode or of this um what do you want to call it topic where we're actually going to be in- inviting the admin of subtle indonesian traits she as as actually an indonesian australian and i believe she lives in sydney um uh, at the moment so um we want to do a part three just because that's going to be an even um more diverse sort of perspective because not only is she another female but she's also in australia and i feel like being in australia versus being in america are two very different things um <laughs> thank you trisha <laughs> see you in wild part three see you again bitches we will definitely see you again indeed and um also one last thank you for supporting this page um especially this podcast but um for those of you who i'm sure have noticed um i've been kind of um experimenting with different types of content on this channel um we're doing like a little bit more of like gaming stuff and i'm also like trying to bring back more of like my vlogs and stuff and it seems like all of them have been getting like positive reception so i really really appreciate the fact that you guys are like willingly supporting like just like various content on this page i know a grand majority of you um stay followed on this page just for this podcast and if this is like your thing completely fine to only tune in every friday but if you are interested in other like you know the other content that we're making we'd really appreciate it tomorrow me and ari are actually planning to do a horror oh thank you mom with a hundred stars thank you i really appreciate that's it that's a thousand by the way that's not a hundred. Oh, a thousand! Oh my god <laughs> thank you so much for the thousand stars mom really appreciate it and drone drone but um yeah so again tomorrow me and ari are going to be going live for a horror game stream we're going to be playing a game called pacify it's a co-op game it's basically like we're in this house there's a ghost we basically got to find a way out and shit and it's like really scary so we're gonna be playing it tomorrow night so for those of, for those of you and i'm like i don't know about ari but i'm a fucking pussy so if you <laughs> if you are interested in seeing me get uh my shit rocked by some ghost on screen please uh stay tuned to our, for our stream tomorrow have no idea what time we're going live but you'll get a notification bell one way or the other so thank you guys so much again for your support. And as always, wash your hands, wear your damn mask, and we'll see you guys next Friday or tomorrow for the stream. Thank you guys so much. Love all of you guys. Peace.